Oh, what is up? Welcome to Bringing the Backups. I'm your host, Eric Helwig. Well, we're into November, and uh, I don't know, man. I can tell you what I've been up to the last two weeks. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna do a, another one of those throwback episodes. I'm just gonna chat, and it's gonna be a new app. A new episode of Bringing the Backups. There's not many more of these, though. You know? You know I don't know if I've told you guys this, but uh, did you know I'm starting a new podcast soon? Have I led up to it enough? No, it's it's just going to be a lot of work to, like, rebrand and everything. And in case you're not following me on Instagram right now, you can see that I'm I'm putting up content that way. I'm trying, I'm also got to like make money at my, my normal job, which, uh, which sucks. I've been pretty bad at it for a while. Um, but now I'm like getting better. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's like, I got to make money at the day job so that I can afford someone that like pay somebody to help with some of the career stuff, you know, like some of the editing. My wife, uh, was not feeling great. So I was doing a little bit of, uh. You know, taking care of the lady, tidying up the house, singing Mary Poppins songs as I did it. Um, I'll be honest, I, I'm making a joke, but that would only be the second gayest thing I've been up to for the last two weeks if I was dancing around to Mary Poppins. And that would be that I've been binging Love is Blind Season 3. I like that show, man. I like that show. I just like the idea that they don't see each other. You know, and then they fall in love. Do you guys know the show I'm talking about, Love is Blind? It's like a reality show where you propose to somebody without seeing them. You know, it's like an experiment on love. And then, uh, you know, it's it's to really solidify the love, they get you drunk and try to get you to fuck the other people you didn't propose to. <laughs> so it's it's a great show it's uh it's it's here's the thing i don't like reality tv but this is one that i let myself watch because i say you know what this is good this gets people to a place where looks are secondary to falling in love with somebody's uh heart and uh of course one of the big issues in the show is that when people uh see each other they're like fuck no because obviously you need to want to fuck someone so it's a stupid experiment (laughs) it's a dumb and the only ones that work out are where they happen to be really hot and attracted to each other. Because that's the other thing is sometimes somebody's hot, but you don't think they're hot. You personally are not into them, you know? You can't control that, all right? That's just, you know, that's just in the stars, you know? That's uh, Jesus Christ deciding, or Muhammad, or Buddha. Who are the other guys? Um, or gals. No, uh, you don't. You don't have control over that. You know, sometimes somebody's hot, and you look at them, and it looks like you're looking at like you know Danny DeVito. You're just like not into it. And some people look at Danny DeVito, and they want to fuck him. That's like the only thing that they like. So you know, it's beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But like, obviously, you gotta wanna. You gotta wanna bone. If you're dating somebody, and you're like ten days in, you're like, oh god, you're like having to like give your dick a pep talk, or you're. I don't know what ladies do to try to get their pussies wet for a dude they don't like. I mean, I don't know. Do you just, like, throw water on it? I don't know. I don't know what you guys do. 
I don't know what you guys do ever. I mean, you guys, the the deep meditation it takes <laughs> for ladies sometimes. I don't know. I don't. I don't get that. But yeah, it's you know that that's the fun part of the show is like, can like how nasty does it get? And then they propose at the end. They have a wedding where they invite their families out, and everybody's family is like, "This is a stupid thing you're doing." Because first off, everybody on the show is like a hot 25-year-old idiot. Only an idiot would go on the show at this point. So all their families are completely disapproving. So it's great. It just makes for uh, it just makes for great TV. I'm a big, big fan. And, uh, you know, the other thing, too, is like you make compromises. Like I've been, you know, married with my lady, my lady, for what? She's nine years. Is it nine years? Yeah, almost 10 years. So it's like you just, there's not that many shows that we can put on. We can put on Modern Family. We can watch that. We can put on Love is Blind, uh, Game of Thrones, Succession, a lot of HBO shows. I'm getting her into the wire right now. But like, then there's a lot of stuff I watch where I'm like, you know, she's not going to want to watch, you know, you know, the 10 best undrafted players in the NFL on NFL Network. Like, I'm not, there's nothing to do to convince her to watch that. I can't, I've tried. I've been like, this is a human interest story that she won't go for it. There's a lot of stuff she watches where I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't, she's like, she she was watching yesterday like a a two-hour documentary on adults taking ballet. She was like, isn't this cute? I was like, I can't, you know, there's some things like the divide is too great. So when you find something that like, you can both get into and laugh and you know feel better than the people on screen. You got to take that opportunity. So I'm not don't I'm not going to feel bad about Love is Blind. I'm going to give it my full ringing endorsement. And look, I'll be honest, I had to watch it to soothe soothe myself because the Phillies came roaring in, into my life, you know? Like I'll be honest, I wasn't really I follow baseball enough like I'll watch games here and there to Fall asleep. Usually, usually I put them on to fall asleep. Uh, if I want to take like an afternoon nap and MLB because I live on the West Coast, you know, the games start at like, you know, 12.45 p.m. throughout the year. So sometimes I'll just fall asleep to the Phillies, uh, you know, a two-to-one Phillies victory over the Devil Rays. And uh, they just took off in the playoffs. I mean, they really swept Philly by storm. And then they lost in the World Series to the Astros, who everybody hates. Everybody hates the Astros. I don't really hate the Astros. You know, like, I don't get what's cheating and what's not cheating in baseball. Like, it all kind of feels like it could be, you know, like, whatever. Some of it's gamesmanship, some of it's not. I don't understand it. So I just go, whatever. They got caught. They got caught doing what I bet a lot of people do. So that's, you know, that's good for them. And then they were the better team, so, you know, whatever. But the, the the interesting thing is that the Phillies were going to the World Series. People weren't focusing on the Eagles, who are 8-0, the only undefeated team in football. I literally was watching the Phillies in the World Series, and I forgot that the Eagles were playing a game. Did not even realize they were like, they had played the Texans and beat them. I just got a notification on my phone like, oh, yeah, Thursday Night Football exists, and we were scheduled for it. Didn't even realize. That's nice. It is nice. Sometimes, like, there's moments where you you forget because of your life. You know, somebody dies or something. 
you know, one of those nice moments where someone dies and you just forget about sports for a little bit. And then your life, there's like so much stuff clears away, you know, you're like, it's, you just feel like this, like, oh, now you can like really examine the things you've done. You know, you're like Matt Damon in at the end and courage under fire sitting by the river, just talking about how he killed that lady. Spoiler alert. No, it's just like you just feel like I can just I can just be me. And then something reminds you like, oh, yeah, I got to care about sports. And then that take that takes up a lot of your mental energy and you're less of a person. But you get what I'm saying? Like sports takes up a lot in my mind. Like, like it's a lot of it's what I think about when I'm falling asleep. It's what I think about when I wake up. So what I think about when I masturbate, it's pretty much all. <laughs> no, whatever. The Eagles going eight and eight and zero is great. And uh, I actually saw that Deshaun Jackson, my man Deshaun, is back uh, on the Ravens. Of course, he got immediately injured because he's he's thirty six. It's dude, hang him up. Deshaun Jackson should be back on the Eagles. He should be their fifth receiver, and he should just run three wide receiver streaks a game. Catch a couple touchdowns, pull a hamstring, and call it a career. I just want, he just needs to score one more time for Philly. That's all it is. Just one more. One more in Philly, and then you f- hang it up. I know technically he got a ring. Yeah, because he was on the Rams, I think. I think he got a ring with the Rams. But he needs to get a ring on a team that he's playing for. All right. He's got, like, right now a Carson Wentz ring, and he needs a Cooper Cup ring. All right. He needs to get the. Ravens need to go on some sort of streak. No, that's not true. It's just the Eagles. He needs to come back to the Eagles, and they need to win a Super Bowl with him. That's what has to happen. I'm, I hope so. I'm rooting for him. I still love Deshaun Jackson. I was watching uh, his clips. I love that he, I love that he, his thing is like he gets, he catches the pass, he outruns the DB, he's running towards the end zone. You go, is he gonna fuck up? Like that's the fun part. Because he used to fuck up a lot of the goal line and drop the ball or, you know, pull his nutsack out and just do fun stuff that, like, you know, he's just ahead of his time with those celebrations. I remember uh, Marshawn had a great one where he was, like, he scored a touchdown. He just turned back towards the guy chasing him, leaped and grabbed his dick and balls and shook him as he flew through the air <laughs> into the end zone. <laughs> Just blatant disrespect. I mean, hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, what else did we do? We, uh, I tell you, I can't even remember. We saw Beetlejuice. We did like an outdoor movie in LA. We're trying to do more stuff in LA. And like, I don't know what that, like, so we're like outdoor movies because it's like LA, people like movies. You know, it's like Tinseltown. So we, we, I think we're going to do outdoor movies. That's going to be one of our get to know LA things. And so we did like a Halloween Beetlejuice thing. It was fun. It's a good movie. Uh, I forget the whole movie is Beetlejuice trying to fuck 16 year old Winona Ryder. That's the whole movie. And it's like, it still holds up. It's very funny. Michael Keaton's got a great performance, but it's creepy as shit. But, you know, I, I don't know, man. Those In the 90s, like, anytime you put on a 90s movie, you're just like, all right, let's see how this one goes. <laughs> it's, it's just something, something's going to be fucked up, and is it today a day I care? Normally, I don't care. 
Normally, I don't care, and I, I get annoyed when people go like, oh, geez, did, are, did you see that scene? I'm like, yeah, I saw it. It's 30 years ago. Nut up. But uh, trying to fuck with Ona Ryder when she's like a sophomore in high school, you know, you're pushing it. You're pushing it. That was fucked up then. <laughs> like if I watch, if I read, if I look up Siskel and Ebert, will it be mentioned? It might get mentioned. But even with that, it's an all-time performance. And I was trying to think, like, is there others? There must be other stuff that Beetlejuice was in besides just that movie. He's in that movie for like ten minutes. Like, was there a cartoon, or there were they? Did they make more movies? There must be more like Beetlejuice canon, you know. I mean, now, like, you know, if if they came out with a movie called Beetlejuice, there'd be, like, lunchboxes and 15 animated movies in the next 20 years. Like, they can't let anything go peacefully into that quiet night. If they, if somebody comes up with an idea in Hollywood and you like it, Hollywood producers go, like, okay, we're going to keep making it until you hate it. Like, that's the rule, is, like, until you want to fucking kill Captain America, he's going to be in every movie. 30 actors will play him until you hate the character. You'll be rooting for Captain Russia or whoever the fuck he's fighting. What else have I been up to? I got a, I got a mole removed. I think I told you guys, I used to have a mole guy in New York who I would go to him. I'd be like, three moles, 100 bucks. It was my dermatologist. But he was running a mole removal empire on the side. And so um, I found a guy in L.A. that'll cut off my moles. This is disgusting. Well, I'm not going to talk about this. I got a mole removed. <laughs> and the guy said I can come back for more. So I'm like, great. I got a lot of moles. It's gross. It's like the, this is the me turning turn 37, which is old. And I'm like, I'm not young. Like In my head, I'm still like, maybe I'm going to be one of those young success stories. Nope. If I were to have success in the industry in any sort of meaningful way at this point, it would be insane. It would be a story. They'd be like, this one time this old guy made it. Like, that's the level I'm at now. <laughs> so it's like, you know, my, my future is uh, podcast hell, which to me would be heaven, you know? Building up the pod, building up a little online following, getting to do clubs. That would be That would be the shit. That's what I want. Oh, fuck. Ah, God damn it. I just remembered I got to vote. Uh, did I talk about this last time, about needing to vote? I have to. I don't really care about voting. I, I, only, I only do it so my wife will still fuck me. I'm just whispering that in case she's in the other room. I, I got to, look, I can't, I can't get myself up to care about voting. In L.A., it's like it's between um, Bass and Caruso. And they, uh, all the progressive people are like, well, you can't vote for Caruso because he used to be a Republican. He's only pretending to be a Democrat and have some liberalish issues, but he, he wants to like eat the homeless people. And I'm like, he's got my vote. <laughs> Couldn't have sold him better if you were trying. I know you weren't, but you nailed it. Has to pretend to be Demo a liberal, but is really deep down <laughs> feeling like a conservative and wants to turn the homeless into Soylent Green. 
Check, check, and check. <laughs> I don't know anything. Man. I don't know. I don't know. I got to look up the props. But I do. I, I, I guess like local elections are not like, it's not Democrat, Republican. You actually have to like Google the person and be like, what do they really think? Because they're running, it's like they actually have to run shit. You know, it's not like, this isn't, we're not at like the level of like corporate lobbyist and fucking interest in moving up. It's like people that are just like, we need more speed bumps. <laughs> it's like those are the types of things that people are running for. Like more, yeah, more yellow signs in Burbank, please. That's like their slogan. So yeah, I like it. I like I like that element. But it also means I have to do research, which I'm like, ugh. I gotta do it. You know, I gotta record the podcast tonight. It's Monday night. This you guys are gonna hear this on Tuesday, um, or I, maybe you're gonna hear this in a thousand years. Maybe everything that humanity ever accomplished will be wiped out, and then this will be bouncing off some fucking planet light years away, and they're going to be like, and it's like the little translation below. It'll say, what is bringing the backups? And then that's what they'll know. There was one, at one point, a distant society where there were beings who had to get their, some sort of, uh, mole removed off their body. That's all they'll know about us. They'll know only what I'm talking about. And they'll have to deduce from my general vibe what it must have been like to live here. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> I hope I hope this outlives and outlasts everything that's ever been done. This exact episode. Maybe it will. Would that be good? I don't know. I think this. I think this is gonna have some lasting power. I, I would love it if there's like a whole. There's like a whole society of like little green Martians or aliens. Not Martians. They'd be. You know, if we're talking different solar system. And they're all like, when is the Eric Helwig show gonna drop? Like they don't. They don't get any future episodes when I actually do the podcast. They only get this one. This weird like limbo audio podcast that I have where I keep promising you a video podcast that will come. It will come. I got to like, I you know, I got to make my room look like a thing people would want. I got to just do, I got to do stuff. I'm getting a, I think I have like adult ADHD, so I might be getting a Coke or sorry, uh, Ritalin. What do they call it? The thing they used to give kids and everybody be like, we're, we're drugging our kids too much. I think I need that. I might get that. I'll tell you guys if it works, you know, because I'm, I'm definitely pretty scattered. I feel like for my creativity, it's good. Like in this podcast, you might notice I jump from topic to topic, topic every like 60 seconds. Great, great for creativity. I feel like not so good for uh, being good at my job, making money and not infuriating the people around me. Not so good when it comes to remembering to take the keys out of the door when I come into the house or forgetting to flush the toilet when I take a shit. Like things like that where you're like, this is just embarrassing and unsafe. Sometimes I forget to, uh, and I take a shit in the, in the shower and then I bathe in the toilet. You know, that's an ADHD thing. <laughs> Is there anything else we did before I uh, I call it? Let's try to try to 
ring this sucker out into 30 minutes. I think that's all we did. Oh, well, no, we went to go see... Uh, we're doing more uh, date nights, me and the me and the lady, my lady. That's my new thing. Is I say my lady, my lady. That would be an annoying thing. Like when people go, "Thank you, sir," and like like ironically, it's it sucks. It sucks. If I started saying my lady, it would suck, and you know it would, and I would know it sucks while I'm doing it. No, we saw uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, which is uh, good. Oh, old Addie Finch, good man. I mean, I, I tell you what, I think I would like watching that play a lot more when I'm not in L.A. Because it's like, it's, you know, obviously all white progressives in the theater. And they're like, every time like the racist dude on stage says something, people go, oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, shut up. It, obviously, he's bad. You know, we don't need you to audibly talk over the racist guy to let us know. You just enjoy the work of art, please. And it is it is good, man. To kill a mocking. I don't care what anybody says. That's a classic. <laughs> that's one of those that's really gonna stand the test of time. All right. I'm just going out there on a limb and saying to kill a mockingbird. And there's like a sequel where uh Harper Lee, who wrote To Kill a Mockingbird, was like, I'll never Release another book. She said that many times. She was like, "I'm to kill a mockingbird. That's it. That's all you get from me. Nothing else." And then she was eighty nine and like all old and like shitting her pants. And the people around her were like, "I don't think so. Give us that manuscript. Give it." And they released a book that she where she it's just her like she wrote it like in her blood and poop on loose leaf paper and they printed it. And it's like it's got all the characters from To Kill a Mockingbird, but they're all assholes now. And Atticus Finch is like a huge racist, and uh, you know, Scout is like a half dog, and it's just weird. And it was really upsetting to people <laughs> to read it. Apparently, I don't remember what it was called. It's called this. We just stole this old bitch's notes. <laughs> That's the name of the book. And uh, it's uh, and then you read it, and you're like, oh, this is not. It wasn't even a sequel. It was like her notes to write to kill a mockingbird. They just made it into a separate book and released it to make money. Man, the things we do to each other to make a little bit of money, you know? It's like, come on, man. Like, how much did you make off of old, old ass Harper Lee? And here's the thing I bet if I actually knew the number, I'd be like, nice move. Way to go. <laughs> Don't hate the player, hate the game. I feel it at my job now because, like, my, I have a job now where, like, I have the potential to make money. You know, if I just uh, if I start taking this adult riddle and I can probably really harness my potential. And uh, I feel it. I'm like, you know, I'm one week I make more money than I'm used to making. And I'm like, maybe I buy a minor league baseball team and make them all say a pledge to me before every game. You know, like, I start to have those kind of thoughts. And I'm like, well, well what am I doing? I have no money. I still have negative money. Even in L.A., like you make $300,000 a year in L.A., you're living under the fucking 105, <laughs> the 110 underpass, <laughs> trying to suck dick for food. It's an expensive place to live is what I'm saying. So I'm not like crushing it. I, but again, you just get a little glimpse of it, and you're like, is that who I would be? Would I be the crazy person? I probably would be. 
And I think most people would be. I think most people, it's like whenever people go like, oh, yeah, if I went back in time, if I was in Germany, man, I would have been, I would have been fighting Hitler. That's who I am. I'm, I'm, I'm like, most people are pieces of shit. That's the truth. And you just kind of go to get along. So if there's ever a time, and this, this is a really good barometer, actually. If there's ever a time in your life where you think something, but it's not the popular opinion, so you just kind of pretend to have the opinion that everybody else has so it's easier for you, guess what? You're a Nazi. <laughs> You're a Nazi living in 2022. You would just do the thing that everybody's doing at the time because that's who you are. Like, There's like eight people that actually speak their mind even when it's not convenient. They're all banned on Twitter, or at least they were. Now they're going to be the only people on Twitter. But like most of us, and I include myself in this, like I'm not some brave, hey man, I want to be on the front. <laughs> I'd like to be the first guy out on fucking Omaha Beach in Saving Private Ryan. Let me catch one in the forehead to warn everybody else. No, everybody's trying to slink their shoulders back to get to the back of the boat. Maybe let, let that guy with the machine gun run out of bullets before he gets to me. I'm telling you, we're not good. Like, I, I've, I'm very impressed with people. I know a couple people like this who are that person. People who were like, I, they stand up for what they believe. And they will, like, like they be damned the whatever, the consequences. Like, I'm going to speak my mind. You know, I'm going to be truthful. I'm going to, I'm going to, if I think something's wrong, I'm going to say it's wrong no matter what the, the consequence is to me. All of those people, by the way, difficult people to be around, not fun at parties. Like, I, like they all kind of suck. Like, it just, <laughs> just being honest, like, it's not the easiest way to be. It's not an easy way to live your life. Most people, like I said, it's, it's, uh, what is it? Get along to go along. Is that the phrase? It'd be very hard be very hard to be a person who actually sticks. What are, why am I talking about this? What was I talking about? To Kill a Mockingbird? Was that it? Maybe that's what it was. Oh, Killing Hitler. That's what it was. Who would kill Hitler? Yeah, everybody's like, yeah. Yeah, time travel back to kill Hitler. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh... Be hard to kill a baby if it was baby Hitler. That would be tough because it's still a baby, you know? You just, I don't know, just go back a little bit further and, like, you know, just cock block the Hitlers. <laughs> right? You just, you know what I'm saying? Just, like, put on a song on the radio that reminds, like, Hitler's dad about his dad. And he's just not, he just can't get it up, you know? Or just like howl by the window. Just make them think a wolf is loose in their German town. Or they were from Austria, right? I think baby Hitler was probably alive at a time where babies were, were still eaten by wolves. Like you couldn't be fucking if there was a wolf loose. So maybe that's, what, that's really all you have to do. You don't have to snap an infant's neck. You just stand by the Hitler's window and you go, like like you're in heat maybe like you're calling to other wolves maybe time travel back with a couple other friends who can stand maybe like 20 feet back from you so it sounds like other wolves are coming there's no way they're fucking 
should I release this? This feels like uh, <laughs> this might be one to dump. I, it's hard when I'm doing this and there's no, I get no reaction. It's just me talking into a void. By the way, you know what's weird in my neighborhood right now? Like I have like a, these big, so my, our apartment complex faces out towards the rest of the complex. And it's, well, what time is it right now? It's a little bit later. Okay, it's like past 10. I have my windows wide open in front of me. It's like a whole wall of windows in front of me. And I'm lit. I have all the lights on. And I'm just facing out into, like, you know, to other homes, podcasting. And I'm on the second floor, so you can see me from everywhere. I, I mean, I, I, they must think I'm, like, sponsored by Alex Jones. Like, I look crazy. I always do the podcast. I'm always recording the podcast three hours before you hear it, before it has to be released so I can keep my fucking Tuesday release date. For the 50 people that are still listening to this fucker, you get, for you 50, whoever you are out there, you better be loving it. And by the way, oh, I, let me tell you this story. This is kind of cool. This is kind of cool. Um, I'm on a, uh, an army football blog and, uh, they're playing Troy next week in, uh, Troy university. It's in Alabama. And somebody posts, Hey, I'm looking for an army football fan to get on my podcast to talk about the, you know, your football team coming to play our football team. So I write the guy and he writes back to me or no, he doesn't write, but he calls me. That's right. He called me. I don't even know how, maybe, I don't know where he got my phone number, but he calls me. And he goes, Eric Helwig, you're a comedian. I go, yeah. He's actually got a, he's got a thick Alabama, and he's like, Eric Helwig, yo, comedian. I can't do voices, but he's got that voice. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, you know, when I heard your name, I thought I knew something. And then I thought, Zales, always Zales. And he starts quoting me a bit I have about Zales and the Rainforest Cafe, which I posted online a year ago and got whatever it got. Well, I don't know who knows 10, 20,000 Instagram reels, whatever it got on YouTube and stuff. And like, to me, those are, those are numbers that mean nothing. I'm like, it, I don't know who those people are. And I live in LA where everybody's, you know, every conversation I have with a comic, we're talking about Instagram and how we cut up our clips within five minutes. So when you actually just like somebody just recognizes you from Alabama just based on your name and knows a bit of yours, you're like, God damn, that's crazy. I've only had that experience. I had that experience a little bit when I did AGT and people remembered me or knew the character. But it's very, it's very surreal to just be like known by a normal person. When I say normal, I mean he's like, he likes Troy football. He lives in Alabama and he told me he goes to church on Sundays. I'm like, I know no people like that. I know nobody who lives anywhere other than like the East Coast, California, and doesn't think God is real. Those are, that's every person I know. And my dad, that's it. That's it. There's my dad, 200 to 250 godless people, some of my aunts and uncles, and then a bunch of uh, trans comedians. That's everybody I know. <laughs> that's every single person that I know. And now I know this guy from LA. I did his podcast. It was fun. We were whatever. I was on for like 10 minutes and, you know, they were um, nice guys. The Troy Boys, that's the podcast if you want to check it out. I'm sure it's going to come out soon, actually, because Army plays Troy 
on uh, Saturday coming up. Speaking of Saturday, let me let me give you guys some show dates. I do have show dates that I forgot to to plug. And, you know, in case some of you guys are looking to really come see me live so you can know some of my bits. Uh, on November 8th, I'm doing Barely Making It LA at Glendale Tap. That's in Glendale. On Friday, November 11th, I am opening for Ray Easter. Actually, I'm featuring for Ray Easter. He's recording his album in San Diego at the San Diego Mission Bay Resort. That's going to be cool. If you're in San Diego, just go to my website, erichelwig.com, or just follow me on Instagram and then just click on the little link that has my uh, my link tree, and the tickets are right there. But if you're in San Diego, come out. An album recording is awesome. It's fun. I think there's still like 20 or 30 seats left. So that's on Friday, November 11th. And then on uh, Saturday, November 12th, I'm at the Comedy Chateau in North Hollywood for the Val show. That shows at 8 o'clock. Tickets also available on my website, erichelwig.com. And then this is, what is this, this is like two weeks? Okay, yeah, so then I've also got Barely Making It on November 15th, and I think that's the only show. Maybe I've got a spot at the Improv at the 21st of November. I don't know. If you if I do have a spot at the Improv, I'll, I would let people know. Um, and the way I would do that is if you follow me on Instagram. That's at Eric Helwig. Follow me on Instagram. Uh, check out my website, erichelwig.com. And I've got a Bands in Town, so you can actually click on that link. And anytime I'm coming to your area, you're going to be able to see me. You can even request me to come to your area. You can be like, come to Tulsa. And I'll be like, no. <laughs> can you get 100 of your friends to come? I mean, I'll say that. If anybody thinks they can get like 20 of their friends together to come see me do a comedy show and they'll all pay 20 bucks, I'll fucking fly there. I'll do it. And then once I'm there, I'll do other things. So, yeah, why am I saying it like it's a threat? All right, I think that's got, that's got even enough time. How, I must have gone 30. Ooh, 34 minutes. Look at that. An extra four minutes. You're welcome. Seriously, guys, uh, what the fuck are we doing? Uh, I've got a couple more of these uh, bringing the backup shows. And then the transition begins. Aren't you all excited? What's it going to be? What's it going to be? It's going to be me talking to my friends, and uh, that's it. It's going to be like every other podcast you've ever heard. You better think I'm funny. That's all you have to think. If you think this is funny, if this, if you listen to this and you go, <laughs> at least three times, then it's worth hanging out. But if you're listening to this being like, this guy sucks, um, then Definitely don't hang out for the new podcast because I'm not going to change my personality at this point. The comedy is not getting better. Did I say anything funny this episode? Probably the wolves howling at Hitler. Like if I was to cut this up into an Instagram clip, that would be the clip. I'd be like, you know, I was just pretending to be wolves outside the Hitlers. But uh, I'm not going to cut this into an Instagram clip. So people want to find that jewel. It's buried 25 minutes into an ambiguous podcast with a not famous comedian. So good luck digging. All right, everybody. That is the show. Thank you. I always thank you guys for hanging out, uh, for bringing the backups. And uh, yeah, I'll see you in two weeks. November 22nd. You'll have another great one of these. And then maybe two more. 
and then a new podcast. All right, talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to support us for free, there are many ways to do it. Start by subscribing on whatever platform you're currently listening on. If you're on Apple Podcasts, write a five-star review. And if you're on YouTube, like the video and leave a comment. On erichelwig.com, you can subscribe to the newsletter and click the track button to follow Eric's stand updates and never miss a show when he's in town. To support the podcast financially, visit the merch store via Eric's website. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next show.